0: Freedom Matt. that's what it's all about.
1: You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says.
2: Welcome, one and all. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening, right here on the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network. I am your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. The network's website, oraclebroadcasting.com. Today is Sunday, July 10th, 2011. Today is the 155th birthday of the great inventor and humanitarian Nikola Tesla and I have just actually now within the past hour less than an hour come in from the third annual Nikola Tesla energy independence celebrations here in the city of Philadelphia and it was an amazing event this week and weekend uh, I have to tell you folks um, I'm exhausted mentally and physically it was a challenging event uh... we had such a great time we hosted uh... a whole lot of phenomenal scientists uh... electrical engineers physicists you name it um, energy healers um, people who have great applications of advanced technologies having to do with tesla technology um, we did outreaches to the public Um, We're going to talk about this a lot more tonight. I know that last week I had promised everybody a show on the continuation of the topic that I opened up last week, which was the occult aspects of the 9-11 event, which we began last week. and We looked at uh, some of the um, uh, occult traditions in connection with 9-11. And I had told people last week on the show that um, we were going to look at... The gematria or the occult numerology that was involved in the 9/11 event this week, but unfortunately, uh, I was so busy with the um, my responsibilities for helping out in the organization of the events this weekend with the Tesla um, Energy Independence celebrations that I did not quite have a chance to prepare the show on uh, 9/11 gematria. So instead, we have a very special treat coming up for you. Uh, during uh, the the next uh, couple of hours we're going to recap the events over the past weekend and I'm going to bring on a very special guest in the next segment you won't want to miss it, and I'm sure people will have uh, a strong reaction one way or another to who my guest is but uh, this gentleman uh, joined me at the Tesla uh, event this weekend and it was a pleasure to spend time with uh, with him and his family. Uh, We um, mutually shared a whole lot of information. I know I learned a lot from him, and um, we're going to get his thoughts on the uh, events of the past weekend at the Tesla Energy Independence Celebrations here in Philadelphia. So stay tuned. That's going to be coming up, and um, we'll recap the entire event when we uh, come back on the other side of this break, which is coming up. So... For anyone who wants more information on the Tesla Science Foundation, I encourage everyone to check out their website, which is www.teslasciencefoundation.org. A great group of people, everyone should become involved to bring the works of the great inventor Nikola Tesla to fruition. And uh, no better day, no more fitting day to be talking about this than on his birthday. all right ladies and gentlemen we are back here on what on earth is happening on this 155th anniversary of the birth of the great scientist and inventor nikola tesla tesla was born on midnight between july 9th and 10th in 1856 and he did so much to move the progress of humanity forward we honor him on this day no better day no more fitting day than I could be doing a broadcast than on Tesla's birthday this year so without any further ado we're going to go live to our special guest who is on the road he is heading back from the Tesla Science Conference he was just there with me earlier today we were uh, having a uh, brainstorming session on the 32nd floor of the Liberty 2 Tower here in Philadelphia where the Tesla Science Conference was happening and then we got a chance to check out one of the great uh, lectures, the presentations there in the conference room. Joining me is a fellow radio talk show host, a fellow internet talk show host. Uh, His show is broadcast on American Freedom Radio and it is called Radio Free Humanity, live from the road Heading back to Massachusetts after visiting the Tesla Science Foundation's energy independence celebrations this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to What on Earth is Happening, my special guest for the show today, Freighter X. Hey, Mark.
3: I am. Thank you. Greetings to you and friends of Mark and all the listeners out there.
2: Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. It was a a great time getting together with you and having a chance to hang out and share ideas this weekend. Um, Why don't you just begin in with telling the listeners what you thought of the overall um, Tesla Energy Independence celebrations this weekend. Give them your thoughts, your impressions. Uh, Talk a little bit about what uh, you liked about the conference. Uh, Talk a little bit about what you shared with people there, Uh, maybe what you learned, and uh, we'll go from there.
3: Okay, great. Well, you know, first of all, let me just say thank you to you and to all the people involved in the the Tesla Science Foundation for not only welcoming myself and my family down to Philadelphia and making us feel so welcome there, but also simply for putting on this conference because, you know, I think that uh, it's just so exciting, you know. I mean, what an important event to be involved in, just to attend and soak up the knowledge and wisdom that was being laid down there everywhere I turned. It was amazing to me. You know, it was like uh, a quickening, and I felt, you know, I, I felt overwhelmed. I didn't know which way to turn, and I wanted to get everything, you know. <laughs> it was just like everywhere I looked, it was a smorgasbord of uh, knowledge and, uh, and experience and people's uh, inspiration. You could really sense how inspired everyone seemed to be, and they were really excited because, you know, it's like particles of the same charge coming together, you know? I mean, that was one thing I felt like. I felt like, you know, a particle charged in a Tesla coil field. You know, there was a real quantum reaction this weekend. Those
2: Absolutely. Those effects are
3: far-reaching. Yeah, they're yes. far-reaching, and we're
2: still still yet to be realized. Wouldn't you say, Mark? Absolutely. The, the, the caliber of minds that were present there is just uh, not enough can be said about it. And um, I'll, I'll tell you a little anecdote about uh, what happened to me on the second day of the conference. And this is a four-day conference, which is pretty much long for anybody. I have a pretty high tolerance for the intake of information. I could pretty much go with the best of them as far as that is concerned. But on, on, um, on Friday... Um, I came home after uh, the brainstorming session that we had on Friday on the thirty-second floor of Liberty Two, and after the event there uh, on Friday, there were so many ideas flying back and forth. And I'll tell people about the brainstorming session that we did have there and what it was about uh, as we as we uh, progress along on the show this evening. But uh, afterward, uh, so many ideas were were flying through my mind that I just felt like. I was on overload; that I couldn't even process it. Like that, I had to just go go into the void, I guess you could say, to to just let things sink in. And I, I I decided I was going to lay down for 15 minutes and just, you know, just uh, recoup for a little while after I came in. And I went right out like a light, and I didn't wake up until about 5:30. In the morning, the, the next morning, and I had to get up to do some preparations, and that was barely enough time to do them. I did get them done, uh, I, but I, you know, basically stayed up from that point forward until the next day. But I never go out like that, like a light, and just stay out. I'm, it's not that I'm a light sleeper either, uh, but. Um, uh, my, my girlfriend barb said it, uh, a few times she attempted to wake me up even to eat uh you know for because we really had an eaten dinner when we came home from the conference and i didn't even want to wake up to eat which is highly unusual for me so um it just seems like there was so much energy going on and it was so much to process that it was even you know a lot for people who could take a lot of information in and it's like my body kind of responded to that right in the middle of the conference there and uh, with a need to have to rejuvenate uh, uh, at a very deep level, so I thought that was pretty interesting. But you're absolutely right, Fredericks. Um, the the uh, uh, caliber of minds and the the synergy, the the synergistic energy between people at this conference was just off the chart.
3: Yeah, it was really like next level stuff. And like you said, you know, coming into contact with this information is not unlike you know uh, an upgrade. I mean, you need, you need time to, to let it soak in, you know? I mean, there's so much coming down. And, and you know that it's dynamic knowledge because it feels that way. You know, you can intuit that what you're dealing with here is next-level stuff. I mean, it to be redundant, but one of the most exciting things that I came into contact on Saturday night was at the Ethical Society uh, Award Ceremony and the Theremin uh, ensemble concert, it was amazing, uh, but the speaker, Dr. Pravica, is that his name?
2: Uh, Pravica, yes.
3: From the uh, from, uh, University of Las Dr. Vegas, Michael, correct? Dr. Pro-
2: Michael Pravica, yes, Dr. Michael Pravica. Uh,
3: a physics professor who gave the most uh, astounding, uh, I think what we could call a recap of Tesla's Impact on our culture, on our species, on the world. And one of the most profound things he said in that talk was when he looked at us all and said, You know, 155 years ago, uh, Tesla invented the polyphase dynamo, right? Or the polyphase system, yes. Yeah, the engine, the little, the, the, the dynamo, electric motor. Right. And, you know, what other inventor, he said, uh, 100, over 155 years later, the invention remains the way it was invented, besides like the wheel inventor, he said. I mean, that's how potent uh, uh, an, an invention this was.
2: Yes. Tesla's and so, you know, life is still having impact in every corner of the world, in every area of our lives. All the modern technology we take for granted would not even be possible. Had, had Tesla not developed the, uh, the theories and the systems that he did to make possible the, the driving of all of the uh, other pieces of technology that we use all around us?
3: Absolutely. You know, and I mean, that's the one message that I think came through loud and clear this weekend. You know, we're talking about this man. I mean, I think it was important for some of the speakers who spoke about the tragic side of his story. I know you, you addressed that somewhat, but also other speakers who, who really focused on, you know, Tesla, the, the tragic side of, of, uh, of the chronicles of his life and, and clearly the, the manner and the depth of the tragedy committed against humanity by the moneyed interest who stood opposite of him and opposed his, you know, I mean, the fact that the man died alone and penniless and couldn't even in the last years of his life afford the patent applications for his invention is like, you know. It's an injustice,
2: I think, to us all. An uh, an understatement, to say the least. We'll get right back to that story on the other side of this break. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening with my special guest, Freighter X. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back. Hey, this is... We're back, folks. You are listening to What on Earth is Happening. I am your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We are recapping the events of this past week. The Nikola Tesla Energy Independence Celebrations here in Philadelphia, hosted by the Tesla Science Foundation, their website, teslasciencefoundation.org. And it was a tremendously successful event scientists from all over the country came in inventors enthusiasts we had a a great celebration at independence mall park just outside the independence visitor center here in philadelphia i'm going to be talking about the the spirit of independence that was underlying this entire event and the uh... the entire weekend and uh, i'll be reading the declaration of energy independence which which the tesla science foundation has drafted and put forward which is a uh, declaration of free energy for all humanity and how that is our birthright as a species because um, this is what is being held back in this controlled and limited and polluting energy paradigm that we we are stuck in and we are addicted to and that we need to break those thought patterns and those habits in order to to truly break free as a species so with me today Coming back from the Tesla Science Conference and the Energy Independence Celebrations is Freighter X. He is still on the line. Freighter X, let me ask you another question. Um, What did you think of the phenomenal concert that was put on by Mono Divina and the Divine Hand Ensemble? Why don't you tell people a little bit about that? Because I know you were there at the Ethical Society for that, and many people aren't familiar with the theremin. Why don't you give them your impressions of that instrument and that great orchestral ensemble that you heard?
3: Yeah, first of all, let me say I was most impressed by that entire uh, piece, piece that it did and the, the performances, the explanation that the uh, the leader of the ensemble, uh, what was his name again?
2: His name is Mono Divina it's actually Latin for divine Mono. end, so it's kind of a uh, a stage name, but uh, he's, sure. he's just a brilliant individual and very eloquent and he just gave a phenomenal presentation on the theremin instrument yeah
3: that was very clear that he obviously is a brilliant individual I mean he just he comes across uh, you know, just amazing and that his his posture on stage, the performance—it was it was fascinating. The way I I've never seen uh, a live performance of a theremin, and you know, uh, for any of your listeners that aren't familiar with the the invention, that was uh, Leon Theremin invented the the device. Yes, and didn't he say? During the during his talk last night, that that the the principles behind the ceremony were originally uh, based on uh, a burglary alarm or anti burglar device. Yes, yes, that that's true. One of the true. things he mentioned.
2: Yeah, and, and he talked it, about how. It's a, a double antenna system where one acts as a pitch shifter and the other a control function, a volume function. And it's just amazing how it's put together. And it's amazing that it's the only instrument that's played without actually touching the instrument. Your your body just simply interferes with the capacitance field that, that surrounds the instrument. And uh, it's so... Um, specific, it's so sensitive that he was uh, telling people there that even his breathing patterns can have effect on the pitch of the instrument. That's how sensitive it is and how difficult it can be to set up and get the tonality just right. So he stands almost completely statue like still with statue like stillness on the stage while he plays and only moves his hands while he plays it's truly amazing to see it done and he's really a virtuoso with this instrument
3: well that was the that was the impressive part this you know his posture his concentration I mean you could really see him his breathing everything became a part of that performance I mean, he was so involved in it, and then the finesse and the subtlety and the elegance of his movements, along with the string ensemble behind him, it was just—it was so rewarding hey, he... as a as an audience participant. It was such, and I know that my wife was so moved by it. Not only the the, the you know the instruments and the sounds, but also the pieces that they chose. Sure, because you know that they, they were really. Uh, unique pieces, I think that that really each one of those uh, each song that they did, I think conveyed a message. you know it really sure. brought something to us. And one of the things that I found, and I, when I'm looking back on the entire experience, uh, I'm sure the average uh, participant in this conference would agree that one of the main unifying themes that you find in this whole entire endeavor involved with Tesla and other inventors like Tesla, Sarahmin, and others, you have the realization that we are surrounded by an energy field that is that's completely right. invisible, that we are a part of, that our bodies are a part of, that picks up on every move, every sensory perception that we emit into this field has an effect. That's now, right. that, and that's an invisible effect. Imagine, if, it's, if that's unquantifiable, unqualifiable by standard you know, five senses perception, but when you hook up, you know, the Carillion uh, uh, camera or any of the other devices that will pick up the changes, you realize we're opening a whole world, a metaphysical reality that proves that there's more to this reality than we
2: are privy to. And one of the speakers today, Anya Petrovich, which, uh, was giving her lecture as I had to, uh, leave the conference to come, to come back to my home to do the show, uh, here today, was... Talking about this uh, this field, this uh, field that we're constantly interacting with, that we are exchanging information with, that we are sending data to that field that is sending data back to us, and we're constantly moving back and forward between that field. She was talking about um, the uh, this new camera system that they're using for he- energy healing work, known as the PIP camera. P I P. Uh, I'm not, I can't remember what the acronym stands for, but I'm sure people can look it up and check it out. She has a great website called Tesla Metamorphosis, which is about energy healing using Tesla resonant frequencies. And that's really what one of the themes overall was, was frequency uh resonance this was talked about throughout the conference this is what tesla basically worked with he didn't work with hertzian waves he worked with standing waves or what are generally known as scalar waves or non-hertzian waves and uh this is the distinction between his uh level of understanding of physics and the physical reality that we live in versus Uh, standard physics models that um, basically uh, don't talk about much these kind of waves. So uh, this was a theme throughout the entire conference. Um, Another great uh, lecture that I I heard yesterday was a a gentleman by the name of Stoyan, I I think his name was Goran so, uh, it's a Serbian name, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it, I'll I'll, I'll look it up, but um, his well, first name the, was Stoyan, the, and he, he yes, talked i got the sheet yes. right here, okay. yeah, I'm his, sorry, I didn't his, interrupt you, but his name is Sarge. Sarge, Stoyan Sarge, yes. that's it, okay, yes. he Go was ahead. absolutely phenomenal in uh, talking about a new field propulsion methodology, and this was basically about the cancellation of inertia and it was a new uh model a new unified field model that has been put forward that would unify uh gravity with the other forces and basically this was uh this theory was um if applied and understood would basically make things like actual space travel possible because it completely nullifies the effects of inertia so I I was looking at that in conjunction with something I'm quite interested in which is how the gentleman named Edward Leedskalnen built Coral Castle back in the nineteen twenties and thirties uh, because that's an enigma that goes back to the ancient world and how the ancient builders built the uh, tremendous achievements that they accomplished in the stone uh, monuments that they built throughout the ancient world. And Leed Skånen basically said he built those Uh, his coral castle with the same principles that they used to build these ancient monuments. So there was so many tie-ins with so many different uh, pieces of technology and tie-ins with the esoteric world as well um, which is where you fit in incredibly well. When you came today we really got into a discussion about um, the esoteric traditions and there are people there who are very receptive to that message as well there's a blending happening between science and spirituality and we saw that as another continued theme throughout this, this conference is broadcasting radio network Welcome back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening, and I'm your host, Mark Passio. Today is July 10th, 2011. We're celebrating Tesla's birthday on the show today with us. Today is our special guest from American Freedom Radio and his show, Radio Free Humanity, Freighter X. He is heading back from the Tesla Science Conference to his home in Massachusetts. Trader X, I wanted to uh get your thoughts on what I was talking about before the break, and I apologize for going through the break there, folks. I wasn't watching the clock and um, I did not hear the uh break music uh start to fade in. So um before the break, I was talking about the merger that seems to be happening and coming, uh rising more and more between this uh, the the ideas of science and spirituality and how they seem to be coming together. Can you speak, uh, Frederick's to the dy- that dynamic as you perceive it at the uh, Tesla Science Conference?
3: Uh, absolutely. You know, Mark, uh, I think that it's 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 clear. We we know looking back that there there always has been some sort of correlative factor between science and the esoteric. Are you depending on the? the individual scientist or, or uh, a researcher, innovator, inventor, there's always been a connection there. And then, of course, we suspect and have evidence that there still remains a, a secret factor to science today that's involved
0: in the esoteric,
3: probably not for any good reasons. But, you know, look at even uh, in the in the 50s and 60s, I believe, with uh, Jack Parson, the, the, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. I mean, he was completely involved in the esoteric, Obviously, that was in a more negative framework, you know, framework than what we're talking about here. I think that it is very clear in talking about the science of Tesla and, and others like him that the, the correlative factors are, are a multitude. I mean, just the simple fact of the polyphase system that he first imagined and then you know, realized in, in real material form, if I'm not mistaken, was based on the tandem uh, aperture system of the earth, the moon, and the sun, and the field that's created there. Now, as we both know, the earth, the moon, and the sun are powerful esoteric symbols. So right there you have a correlative factor. And for the individual who comes comes into contact with all the teachings and philosophies that are being espoused and surround the scientific, uh, uh, this form of science, you have uh, just endless... I think what really draws people here is that we are outside the box. We are entering a realm that moves away from the known, away from the paradigm that, that we've been uh, all conditioned to view reality in, and I think that the people who are drawn to this event and are, are listening now and feel something stirring within them, it's because they know they lack truth, and our world is totally out of joint and off balance because I believe that many people have been fleeced of truth or or had the truth removed from their consciousness. And I think that one step towards that, for folks who are drawn to this, is the realization of the esoteric and the metaphysical reality that surrounds us.
2: Absolutely. And I think more and more people seem to be receptive of that, even within what could be considered the mainstream scientific community. That's happening in that in those circles very slowly, but as they say, slowly but surely. So uh, I, I tend to see that a lot and uh, very open-minded people, uh, open-minded people in the scientific community coming out to events like this and realizing that there is more to life than meets the eye and certainly more to the physical a great quote that was repeated through the weekend was one that Tesla said during his life that once science uh... stops paying attention to only the physical alone and starts paying attention to the non-physical reality we're going to make more progress in a a decade than we have in the last uh, uh... uh... millennia you know um... so and i totally agree with yep. that we need to pay attention uh, to the the basis the underlying forces that give rise to our physical reality and as i call it, uh, as i word that on the um uh, what on earth is happening radio show the causal factors the actual wheelwork work of nature itself instead of paying attention so much to just the physical interactions we need to pay attention to things that give rise to those physical interactions
3: Absolutely, and I'd like to throw in a quote that I heard this weekend, spoken more than once that's attributed to Tesla. and I may be paraphrasing, but this is how I wrote it down in my notes. He he is attributed with these words, Science is but a perversion of itself unless its ultimate goal is the betterment of humanity. Yes. And that intention right there is a paradigm smasher in our modern world, because that's not how science functions in the mainstream. Although they love to say that. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately, that's the truth. Yes. Although they love to say that their motivation is to, you know, increase our, our species, or you know, technology and efficiency and you know, all that. In reality, we know what the motivator is.
2: <laughs> unfortunately, to a large extent, that motivation is control uh you could say it's profit but it's profit toward an end and that end is control itself so that's why right. again we need to transition toward uh not only clean en- environmentally clean but open free sources of energy that are non-limited that don't create the the dynamic in in the consciousness in the actual psychological makeup of scarcity because that's what roots us in the base brain consciousness in the reptile uh, modality of consciousness and keeps us trapped in material identification rather than allowing us to uh, realize that we are bathing in energy all around us that is all, all that is required is to simply understand how to tap into that that uh, endless field of energy that is there for us uh, at any given time when we need it and then that mentality of scarcity and lack will go away and with it the form of consciousness that goes along with staying in that uh, mindset. That's the key thing. People are starting to realize that energy and the way we produce it and the way we distribute it and the way we use it has everything to do with what the consciousness of the people who are using that said energy paradigm is like. And that is directly related to the quality of the experience that we have in the world that we live in.
3: Absolutely. And I think that one thing that is 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 become clear to me is the importance of awareness and concentration every invention every innovative idea every uh... uh, every advancement that tesla and inventors like him made were as a result of their own concentration and 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 realization through awareness of their surroundings awareness of the elements awareness of the the way that the systems of life function with each other. This is all... Uh, signpost to me, and I'm sure to others, that we need to cultivate greater awareness, understanding, concentration. These are all things that are anathema in our modern culture. I mean, we're churning out ADD left and right. What's there is, Why is that happening in America almost exclusively? Because our our awareness has been fragmented and fra- refracted into a million points of light, you know, where we, we cannot stop for a moment and just focus on reality. We're always being, you know, uh, coaxed to, to move on to the next thing and move on to the next thing and to allow ourselves to be captivated and captured, our awareness captured and, and diverted down cul-de-sacs of...
2: of uh, distractions. Yes, distraction. Yeah, distraction and, and nonsense. And, and uh, uh, this short attention span theater Uh, form of consciousness see that that's the whole thing that that Tesla never fell into he always maintained laser like focus he always was able to pull back and see the big picture but his mind worked with laser like precision he exercised the will he had the imaginative capacity but he combined that tremendous right brain imaginative capacity in which he could envision inventions in his mind even before he put them together and understand that they would basically work when he did put them together Uh, he combined that with the scientific logical left brain that maintained laser-like focus and willpower and intent and when he put those together, you see the type of genius that resulted. That's why I say this is the scientist probably who has had the most balanced, br- balanced brain out of any other throughout the course of human history. Because uh, um, that's the dynamic, that balance of the brain hemispheres is what allowed this man to achieve uh, the heights of genius that he did and to do more for the world as far as invention goes and as far as science goes than perhaps any other inventor or scientist in history.
3: That's exactly my point. That's exactly the point I was trying to make. And, you know, to get back to, the, to the, the esoteric aspect of this, when you ask that question, well, what is at the root of esoteric pursuit, if not the balance between the metaphysical and the physical?
2: Are you still there? Yes, I'm sorry. That's absolutely right. Because we, ha- we have to get out of this um, dualistic mindset of spiritual versus physical. You know, these need to be brought together. They're they're one in the same. I keep saying this. Okay, there, there's the intro music for this next break. We'll pick that discussion up on the other side of the, the idea of the merger between the spiritual and the physical and how that blends with the idea of the merger between science and spirituality we'll take a look at that on the other side with our special guest Frater x from american freedom radio and his great show radio free humanity which i highly encourage everyone to check out stay with us folks don't go anywhere you're Imagine listening to
1: no longer being tied down
2: We're back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonEarthisHappening.com. Today, we're recapping the Tesla Science Foundation's Nikola Tesla Energy Independence Celebrations 2011 with our special guest, Freighter X. We'll be going back to Freighter X momentarily. I just want to give the call in numbers, the call in number for the show. So if anyone wants to call in, we will be taking calls in the coming segments. The call-in number for the show today is 866-841-1065. We want to hear from you with your questions. We want to hear anything you have to say on the topic of Nikola Tesla or free energy or the energy paradigm in general that we're stuck in right now. How we might transition away from that and help to break free from that. And if you have any questions for Freighter X, feel free to fire them fire them off. It looks like Freighter X just dropped off the line. Uh, Freighter, if you are listening, you can call back in, and I'll get you right back on here. I'm not sure what happened. It's possible he's driving through an area where he lost his cell phone reception. Okay, I see he has called back in. Freighter X, are you there? You dropped off there for a moment.
3: Yeah, I'm on the outskirts of New York City now, so I think I'm getting into a little interference. If I get disconnected, I'll just keep calling back in.
2: That's not a problem at all. I understand that cell phone reception on the road could be a little bit spotty, so no problem. Before the break, we were uh, really hitting on something that is critical. And uh, I want to go back to that, and that is the idea that ultimately what we need to really understand and what's still keeping science and spirituality uh... separate and not able to really be bridged or merged fully is the fact that people still have this dichotomy this dualism in mind between the spiritual and the physical. And really, there is no duality there if we truly understand uh, the material reality that we live in as a construct of the spiritual world in general. So, can you speak to that and how that's basically just a, a way of dividing people?
3: Absolutely. I, I I refer to them as the engineers of our society. And I believe that that The ruling paradigm under which we all operate in our modern culture is one which would, which would have us believe that there is a division between the spiritual and the, and the material. And that, I believe, is what keeps or has kept up until this moment science and our species from moving into that realm that Tesla mapped out for us 100 years ago. If all things you know, are truly
2: it, one, how could there be any any separation between those things?
3: Absolutely. That's you just reminded me. Uh, the speaker from last night, the psychologist who was born in Serbia, uh, that spoke at the Ethical Society. Yes, I can't that was remember uh, her. B-
2: Milena Bayic. Right. She when Dr. she Maluma. said at one point.
3: Right. She said at one point. That Tesla's realization was, in fact, that we are all one. And when she said that, an idea popped into my head. Uh, the meaning of the word "individual." Most people, when you say "individual," it, 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 it immediately the the semantic reaction is you're thinking about one little isolated item. Right. But the word "individual" actually means undivided.
2: Undivided, non-dual. That's exactly right. Yes.
3: If you look that up, don't, don't believe me, but that's what it means. So the reality there is, wow, what, what a powerful meaning to a word that we, we think of as almost the exact opposite. And there's, a clear, there's clear evidence right there of, of the, the ruling paradigm under which we all operate when we construct this consensual reality that we move through in everyday life. And, and that is, in fact... The program, I think, that was put in place a long time ago to disempower us and keep us limited in our scope so that we might be led where they would have us go. And I say they, the they, you know, the engineers of our society.
2: That's exactly right, and that's exactly how that dialectic works. You keep people not only divided in their worldview, you keep them not only divided between each other, you keep them divided within themselves. So that they see themselves as separate not only from everything else, but they're divided amongst their own inner self. And that level of inner division gets reflected in the external reality in which they live. And that's why the the world is in the state that it is in, ladies and gentlemen. Because until we bring ourselves individually together, meaning no longer be, be divided within on on an individual basis a one to one basis okay we're never really going to be able to come together as a whole as a species with all of the all of the uh, multitude of individuated consciousnesses that exists in in this in this thing that we call a species to make forward progress as as a collective as a collective consciousness so I absolutely agree with your take on that and I think that is so important of how people are mind controlled that is exactly how this dialectic is perpetuated and it's it's very critical to make that distinct distinction particularly when it comes to again bridging the world's between science and spirituality which has been very slow to happen but I think there's evidence that it is slowly but surely taking place. And I think this conference here this weekend is uh, is proof positive of that.
3: Yeah, this conference is like a key to unlock that kind of thought control that you mentioned. The, the self-governance, that's the kind of thought control that no one can compete with. Because if you're being governed by some paradigm that has been transplanted into your very psyche, how can anyone really... You know, uh, make any kind of impression on you. You're dealing with an inner dialogue, an inner guidance system that is. And you, you know, it's, it, so that's it's a great way. It's a it's a powerful system of thought control. And and as you have already stated, we see the evidence of it, evidence of it all around us. Why would a scientific system, you know, mainstream science in our culture, it's specialized and it's all about quantifiable and qualifiable results. You know, there's no there 's no room for abstract uh, speculation there 's no room for outside the box thinking it 's all viewed as somehow less viable, less authentic and, and and why is that? I mean obviously, why do we as a species or as a culture now because in the beginning of American society when, when the you know, people had to basically take care of themselves. It didn't have a phone book full of specialists to turn to for every one of your needs. Everyone had to know how to do everything. You know, everyone was a, was a mechanic, a plumber, an know not an electrician, but you know, a farmer. All the things that you had to know, you couldn't turn to anyone else to help you. And now our society has progressed to a point where we've been completely, uh, everyone's specialized. I would call it disempowerment right. because Moving no one needs to know of- anything.
2: From a state of independence, being able to do things for yourself on your own, to a state of dependence, and that's what they absolutely like they want and, us on.
3: And and you know this 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 uh, this uh, conference this weekend being held at the Independence Visitor Center. I mean, there's so many great little signposts like that sure. all around. And you the know? Ethical and
2: Society it's, it's, of Philadelphia and Liberty Place. I mean, absolutely. And, you know, things just honestly did work. just work out like that. That was not deliberately planned.
3: I'm sorry. I'm at the toll booth here, and somebody's ranting and raving. But anyways. Uh, no problem. Uh, any-
2: <laughs> I understand so, uh, sometimes on the road, crazy things go on like that. So not a yeah. problem. Um, we have a caller on the line, Fred Rex. Do you want to go to the phones? Sure. Okay. Here, here we go. Tim in Virginia, you are live on What on Earth is Happening with our special guest Freighter X. What do you have for us here today?
0: Hey, Mark and Freighter. Good to hear from you. I always enjoy your show. Great. Um, what about Tunguska? That's what I want to know about. I was always under the assumption that that was a Tesla shot. He was trying to hit the North Pole up there. There was an archaeologist or a bird or somebody was headed up on the North Pole expedition. Yes. And um, he overshot the North Pole. You know, no never tried anything like this before. Of course. Come on, give the guy a break. He's a mastermind. He overshot the North Pole, hit Tunguska. And no, um the government, something. you know, that's what I was I was always thinking that the government is always watching Tesla ever since he began. You know, Westinghouse had him at first and then Morgan took him over and destroyed everything and Just put everything under locks, and you know the government the whole time had to been watching what was going on, and they watched what went on there, and and that's what they've got now. They've got those kind of weapons, but you know the meteorite thing just doesn't stand with me. What do you think of that?
2: Yeah, I I, I've Uh, watched a bit. Oh, go ahead, frederick You take it. All
3: all I was going to say, Mark, was that you know the theories about what happened in Siberia on what was it 1902 or something.
2: I Is that believe, when that happened? I believe it was 05. I'm not certain. It might have been 02. I, I can look it up. But it was early 1990s. Well, either way,
3: there's, the theories are legions of what that, what, what, what exactly happened
2: there, right? Sure.
3: I mean, uh, or it might have been 08, actually. But either way, I really cannot speak towards that. But one thing I wanted to say that the caller uh, mentioned...
2: You know, I'm not so sure right, we're that... We're coming up to a break. Hold that thought, and we'll put okay. up right on the other side of this break when we come back on what on earth is happening. Don't go anywhere, folks. our special guest, Freighter X, uh, and we were talking about the possibility of uh, Tesla's involvement in Tunguska, a good uh, question. So, Tim, are you still with us?
0: Yes, I am, and okay. I wanted to say, Mark, you, yes. you, you're you hot, man. You just laid in right there what Tesla is all about, and he tried to give the um, people of the world a kick forward to understand how all this this pyramids and everything was built and to give us a kick forward and all we got was a kick in the nuts by the US government, JP Morgan and the powers that shouldn't be.
2: I couldn't you, know, you
0: talked earlier you talked earlier about Coral Castle, man. That's you know, that haven't heard that that's the most mysterious not mysterious, but that was tech Tesla technology, but you know, no Electrons or anything flying, you know, Tesla was powerful, right. man. He was this, he's my superstar. He's, he's, a, he's a, he was a god practically. We're, we're,
2: we're going to get you the know, info on Coral Castle in a little bit. I'm going to tell people a little bit about what that was about because I had a little bit of a, a side uh show going on related with Coral Castle. We did a little brainstorming session. I'll tell people about that in a moment. Let me go back to Freighter X and get finished uh, finish getting his take on Tunguska, Tunguska and what may have happened there. Fred Rex, go right ahead. Yeah.
3: Well, actually, uh, for clarity's sake, I, 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 what I really wanted to address was the part of Tim's uh, question about uh, the uh, the government and J.P. Morgan being involved in suppressing uh, Tesla's innovations and in technology, and I just wanted to. You know, just for the sake of clarity, and the re- I, there's a reason that I would bring this up is that I am not so sure that the government preceded Morgan or Westinghouse in their suppression of Tesla. I think it was more more possible that Morgan, Westinghouse, and other uh, you know industrialists targeted Tesla and used the government as one as an arm of that you know of that totally. targeting. And the reason the reason why I bring that up. The reason why I make that distinction is I think it's really it's important for us all to be clear on, on, on who's pulling the strings and what the motivating factor. You know, a lot of people will speculate about all the possibilities, but if you want to keep it in a, in a purely material sense, I think it's clear the motivating factor of the industrialists in this endeavor. And and then, of course, we can move into the
2: esoteric and spiritual aspects. And talk about who was controlling J.P. Morgan and pulling his strings, who were his owners, who were his masters, who was he answering to behind the scenes. And that, I would suggest, goes and connects directly in with the occult world, the dark occult world for that matter.
3: yeah, I've read speculations that Morgan was an uh, agent of the Rothschild concerns, right? The Rothschild Red Shield. I mean, these guys—they uh, yeah, uh, go way yeah. back with their esoteric actions, you know. So um, let me go hey, back
2: to the. Got it right. Let me go back to the Tunguska question. I've uh, talked about this with some researchers and some people, even in the Tesla Science Foundation. And there's a uh, there's no consensus. There's no general consensus, although some people do feel that it may have been Tesla's experimentations with. Uh, scalar wave uh, technologies that may have resulted in the Tunguska uh, uh, phenomenon, disaster, however you want to look at it, or or whatever you want to call that. Um, Luckily, uh, that having happened in a fairly uh, sparsely populated region, or it could have been much more disastrous. We'll get right back to that on the other side of this break for this short segment. That's all we have time for. We'll be right back after these messages on what on earth is happening. Don't go anywhere, folks. It's to love the it's Welcome back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. With a special show today. We're recapping the Tesla Science Foundation's 2011 nikola tesla energy Independence celebrations on tesla's 155th birthday july 10th 2011. so on the line with us is freighter x before we get back to freighter x and get his take on some other things that went down during the tesla science conference this year i want to uh give the call in number once again because we are taking calls And the call-in number is 866-841-1065. Once again, 866-841-1065. Feel free to call in. Uh, I want to thank a few people who were very instrumental in the uh, Tesla Science Foundation's uh, energy independence celebration this year. Uh, Of course, the uh, president of the Tesla Science Foundation, Nicola Lonchar, and his wife, Maureen Lonchar, Uh, who uh, helped organize the entire thing. Uh, My girlfriend, Barbara Marinelli, uh, for helping in so many ways and specifically for supporting me throughout the entire uh, event. Uh, My good friend, Michael Falsetta, who helped um, uh, transport me around during the Tesla Science Foundation and and bought me lunch on many days of the event. Uh, Thanks, Michael. Uh, Dave and Fred Immendorfer, who did a great job organizing the uh, outdoor uh, event at the um, uh, Independence Visitor Center. Um, Dave Rosignoli, who um, coordinated the, the Tesla Science Conference and basically brought the speakers uh, to the, the conference and organized that entire thing. What a massive job that was. So, great job, Dave. Dave Saltees, who did the filming in the uh, uh, conference room. Michael Riversong, who acted as the... Um, MC in the Science Conference Room, Mono Divina, who just, uh, and the Divine Hand Ensemble. Uh, People just have to go and check out uh, this great ensemble's website, uh, divinehand.net, and you'll never hear anything like this in your life. Uh, Just phenomenal uh, orchestral music, phenomenal chamber music by the Divine Hand, Uh, just an incredible, performance that they uh, put together for the um, event at the Ethical Society on Saturday evening. Uh, Melissa Dunphy, who acted as the co-host and introduced the speakers at the Ethical Society. Great job, Melissa. Frank Taney, who generously donated donated the space for the science conference at the Liberty 2 building. Uh, Jerry Hartman, thanks for acting as security. Fernando Salguero, who... Uh, lent us a generator for the Independence Mall portion of the event, and uh, Drew, who brought uh, a lot of the DJs who uh, played out there at Independence Mall. So I'm sure I'm leaving many other people who were involved in the event out. Don't hold it against me. I'm just I just put together a quick list before uh, that segment, and just wanted to run down it and thank people who, you know, directly uh, worked with me during the conference. But I met so many phenomenal people during the uh, the event. That's what a conference is all about—is bringing people together so that then they can collaborate further in the future and take action to improve this place. So, with that having been said, and the call-in numbers in hand, uh, let's go back to our special guest, Freder X. Freder, are you up for taking another call?
3: Sure. You know, I'd like to say, Mark, that I too felt that spirit of unity, consciousness, and the supportive. Uh, the, the feeling of support and, and a warm welcome, welcome that everyone gave everyone else. And, you know, I feel like I've, I've, I came away from that with some new friends, you know, and that, that's a really important part of this whole thing is unity consciousness and us supporting each other because we need support. That's how we move forward, you know. I mean, and Tesla's story is a, is a sad example of, of the other direction, of what happens when
2: people aren't supported. That's exactly right, and I think that's another great point that uh, Dr. Michael Pravica brought up uh, during the uh, Ethical Society event. He said, if we don't make people known, uh, make it known to people about who Tesla was and what he did in this generation, when a new Tesla, uh, a new inventor or scientist on the order of a Tesla comes along in the future, we're not going to provide a supportive environment for that type of a being to be able to do as great of things or even greater things than what Tesla did, and an opportunity will have been squandered. And I think that's just a a brilliant point that was brought up by him, uh, the keynote speaker at the Ethical Society. Yeah,
3: imagine the folks out there that don't have the strength of will that Tesla did to manifest what he could in spite of the odds against him. You know, traveling to a foreign nation thousands of miles away from home, Basically, without any real clear, you know, how's this going to all lay out. It wasn't, nothing was mapped out. He had to just kind of make it up as he went along. Now, uh, uh, his will and his concentration, he was, uh, he was able to, to make the achievements and strides he could. But imagine those out there that don't have his kind of will, that they need support. But if they got support, where they could take us?
2: Hello? I'm sorry there. I dropped off for a moment. Uh, uh, that's what getting involved oh, okay. is all about in, in, in a cause that you truly believe in and back and know why it must be done. The question why has to be answered. What is the motivation? Why are people uh, uh, coming together to attempt uh, to do this uh, endeavor? And you have to ask that question. You have to an- get, get the answer to that question honestly and then decide whether you're going to put your effort behind that and then put it into that effort 100%, and that's what the the drive and the will is all about, and that's what care, combining care with that drive and that will, that's what that's ultimately all about. That's what gets anything done. That's what makes anything change, and if we don't understand that basic generative principle that I always talk about on this show, we're not going to make uh, much forward progress as a species. If we do have that key firmly in hand, we're going to unlock all the the locks on all the doors, and we're going to make a whole lot of forward progress in ways that we can scarcely even imagine right now.
3: Yep. Everything we want to do, we have to imagine it first, and we have to hold it in our minds and believe
0: it.
2: Freighter, let's go to a call on the line. Here we go. Caller, you are on What on Earth is Happening with our special guest, Freighter X. What do you have for us?
1: Uh, good day to you, gentlemen. Uh, Mark, I just wanted to make a comment to you and um, to add a piece to the Coral Castle mystery. Sure. Uh, you took the care enough to do these whole presentations on the nine eleven, and I, I listened to it. And, and during one part of that, you said that you would spend all these episodes, 40 through 60, just in preparation for that one show. And you asked during the third show, is it worth it, or you hope that it's worth it? Yes, Mark. It was worth it. Great. Um I've now listened to 85% of the content on your on your of your shows there and it was because of your right action that I am making right actions now to right myself in the world.
2: Fantastic. Um, I, I, I appreciate the uh, the kind words and the and the encouragement. I appreciate that a lot. Yes, yeah, so I an really
1: awesome appreciate it.
3: I was just going to say that's an awesome endorsement. And, Mark, I just wanted to add to the caller and say, I, too, feel the same way about you. I listen to your shows, usually not on Sunday, but I download them and listen to them during the week. And I am I am constantly learning stuff from you, Mark.
2: That's awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Guys, uh, uh, caller, stay with us on the other side. You can make uh, a further comment and ask a question for Freighter X. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere, folks. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. Welcome back, folks. This is What is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passage. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Taking a break from our regular presentation-style environment where I lay out some thoughts and ideas and symbolism, etc. And uh, we were looking at the 9-11 event over the last few weeks and we're going into the esoteric side of 9-11 last week. We'll be doing that again next week after I've had a little bit of time to recuperate from the uh, the whirlwind of events this week and weekend. Uh, and I, I can't tell you, uh, talk about energy flow. Um, just a whole lot going on in a short amount of time. And uh you know you you i realize you know i'm human too folks uh there's only so much that you can do in so much time that you're given so um i really didn't have time to prepare the show that i was planning on so that's why we're doing an off the cuff show today recapping the tesla science foundation with our great guest Rex, who was uh, a guest of mine at the uh tesla science uh conference today and and yesterday he attended the ethical society uh event and was outside um, at the uh, on the lawn at Liberty 2 as uh, on uh, Independence Mall as well. So um, let's go back to the caller that we had on the line previously and see if he has a question for x and then I want to talk to x about that uh, uh portion uh outdoors at the Tesla birthday celebration there at midnight and we uh, we were on American Freedom Radio while that was going on live and we'll tell you a little bit more about that in a moment. So Caller, did you have uh, something specific for Freighter X?
1: I'm afraid not have it specific for Freighter X, but I wanted to bring some information that I'd heard in a conference uh, during one of Michael Tellinger's conferences. Sure. Uh, which I might suggest is a great guest that you could have on, Mark. His, I his
2: am ideas familiar. are well in
1: line with yours.
2: I am familiar with Michael Tellinger, so I would love to have him on at some future point.
1: Mm, indeed. Well, I went to his, uh, one of his recent talks, and one little small thing about the Coral Castle mystery was unveiled during that talk. Okay. Um, as many people know, there was one man who made this massive stone monument, and he did all the work himself, and he never let anybody see the, him doing the work. Right. But he would end up moving massive blocks of stone in the matter of a few moments, and nobody could figure it out. Well... There were some kids in the the neighborhood there who observed him while he wasn't sure that they were there and saw that he was using ice cream cones in his hands to move the blocks of stone, Uh, meaning he was using a a cone-shaped device or or stone to to manipulate sound frequency to be able to move these stones using sound technology that we have since forgotten.
2: Absolutely fascinating and it's something that we are going to continue to look at. uh, A small I guess you could say a subgroup of us at the uh, Tesla Science Foundation and and related members and and associates of this group who are very interested in the enigma of Coral Castle and really want to crack that code because uh, we feel that it holds the secrets of anti-gravity. and uh, Lekannden was on uh, to something uh, and he his mind worked on the order of uh, someone like a genius like Nikola Tesla. So I want to thank you for bringing that up and uh, on that note, um, I'd like to uh, basically tell people about uh, uh, very quickly about a little uh, side presentation that I it wasn't a presentation. It was more of a brainstorming session that I uh, put together at the Tesla Science Conference this year. Uh, we took some interested people in the Coral Castle phenomenon, and uh, we went into a little side area at the conference on the thirty-second floor at Liberty Two, and we sat down and talked about this and really just brainstormed ideas. And uh, we had a whiteboard, we had a projector, and and a, and a screen, and we just completely. Uh, it was a think tank on how this may have been done, and so many things were brought up, and so many ideas were sent back and forth, and so many great minds uh, were coming together. We we did not come to any specific consensus on this, but there is specific experiments that people want to do. There is. Um, for uh, future research that is going to be done into this, we may even be planning some sort of a trip down to Coral Castle soon with some of these participants and uh, and uh, think tank uh, team members, I guess you could call them. And uh, I'll uh, br- be giving you some more word on that as it develops. But that's what was one of my functions during the first two days, during the Thursday and Friday uh, of the event of the Tesla event, because I think this is all related with uh, resonant frequencies, and I think that's how. Uh, Tesla managed to do what he did with an understanding of these frequencies. It's how Leedskalnin, Ed Leedsconin, the builder of Coral Castle, managed to do what he did. It's how someone like Royal Raymond Reif, uh, the the great scientist and optics engineer, managed to do what he did with healing diseases through resonant frequency technologies. And um, uh, I think all of these things are interrelated, and the, it's all going to break sooner than anybody realizes. People are going to crack all of these Enigmas, codes, however you want to look at it. And it, the powers that shouldn't be are not going to be able to hold that knowledge back for much longer because too many people are interested and too many people are working on. Revealing those great secrets of the the hidden mysteries of the wheelwork of nature, and we're going to do it, and it's going to happen within the lifetimes of the people listening to this program right now. So, Fred Rex, I want to go back to you and talk a little bit about the uh, great Tesla birthday celebration that happened during uh, uh, midnight last night. On midnight between the 9th and 10th which is when Tesla was born at the stroke of midnight in the village of Smoljan which is now modern-day Croatia uh, it was the Austrian Hungarian Empire when Tesla was born there but um, uh, what did what did you think about the dynamic outdoors at right in the, the the cradle of Liberty the birthplace of human freedom uh, which is uh, Independence Mall right here in Philadelphia
3: yeah that was uh, one of the highlights I think of our experience was being there for that and attending that celebration. Uh, there was what, probably a hundred plus people standing around at midnight. Yeah. You know, uh, in the center of Philadelphia, there was coils going up. My my son was so excited about getting to put the big fluorescent bulb near the coil and watch it light up. And I mean, it was just fascinating watching. It was like a bunch of kids in a candy store, and there were a bunch of kids there, but there were people of all ages, sure. you know, all walks of life, all coming together and. We, yeah, we broadcast the Radio Free Humanity show live, which was uh, an awesome opportunity. I felt so privileged to be a part of this. And, Mark, coming on your show today, it's like it, it, I am so jazzed to have myself associated with Tesla. Uh, you know, and I know that everyone that I talk to that's involved in all this says the same thing. You know, it, it's, it's something that we, we, the people that are being drawn to this they realized the importance of all this. And one thing yep. that we went over in the show with, with my co-host Jack uh, last night was how, you know, the, the level of satisfaction in the realization that the show we were doing was as a result of Tesla's work. Here I was, wireless transmission from Philadelphia, Jack, wireless transmission from <laughs> Hawaii, all yep. transmitting back to Austin, Texas for AFR you know it's just amazing all based uh, on tesla
2: technologies all based on tesla's technologies would not be would not yeah, have a- been possible without him
3: absolutely and then you know uh, surrounded by his technology all around us you know in the center of philadelphia and it, it's uh, yeah uh, i that's part of the reason why i felt like i'm coming away from this entire conference having made new friends because of the folks that were there at the Independence Visitors Center. Rex, Those people were so welcome.
2: Give everybody your website and uh, go and check out his archive. Folks, g- give him your website.
3: That'd be www.radiofreehumanity.com
2: Check out Freighter X's great great radio show on American Freedom Radio, folks. And thank you so much for having me on as a a special guest caller uh, last night on the show uh, out there right at Independence Visitor Center. I want to thank you for that. We'll be right back, folks. Don't go anywhere. We are back on What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We are on the line with special guest, Freder X, radio talk show host on American Freedom Radio, his show, Radio Free Humanity. Let's go back to Freder X and let's uh, bring in another caller. Here we go. Caller you're on what on earth is happening do you have something for myself or Freighter x yes mark hi it's kevin kevin how are you awesome Kevin, I, I was want to, I totally want to, enjoying yesterday I and want to tell everyone Kevin was also one of the great organizers and he helped bring the DJ's in so Kevin I should also give great thanks to you for your help in organizing the event out at Independence Mall uh, yesterday because without you we wouldn't have had a lot of the uh, the musical um, uh, aspect to the celebrations out there on the lawn so thanks so much Kevin for uh, your contributions to the event as well
4: it was an honor to help out. I so had, it just was so much fun. Like even my son, like the best part of it was when I was leaving and, and taking my son home and he was saying, I don't want to go. <laughs> I That's knew I great. succeeded at something at that moment, you know? <laughs> like when my seven-year-old had had such a good time, even like getting to play with the Tesla coil as well. Like it, it was really a beautiful day and like everyone that was there really seemed to enjoy like you weren't there, but I—I I was actually handing out a whole bunch of the Tesla pamphlets. Oh, that's great!
2: That—that that, that were
4: there, that were available as well, and I—I I put them in the hand of at least like sixty, seventy tourists that were coming that's through great. as well. I'm, I'm glad to that letting the- them know that that was what was going on.
2: I'm glad they were being used in that capacity. That's what we printed them for. And uh, again, i I did have to leave early yesterday at the Independence Mall section to go help set up at the Ethical Society. So I want to thank you for uh, you know taking the reins and 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 doing that kind of outreach there. That's what the, an event like this is all about.
4: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like uh, do me a favor, check your Facebook. I actually sent you a link to a video that I made for it, which is pretty much like of the day of the time period that you missed okay. and I, I think you'll really appreciate it. You were in one of the pictures that I took of you Great. before you you had left, but like, um, it's a, it's a really cute overview of what we got out there. Um, nice. and I hope you enjoy it. That's awesome.
2: Kevin, do you have anything for Freighter Rex?
4: Actually, I don't know if I got a chance to meet you while I was there. I, like I said, I left a little earlier, like around six, seven o'clock. So, um, I, I don't want to take up any more of your time. Thank okay. you guys for like helping to cre- co-create reality with me. It was like great. It was Have really thank
2: beautiful. You. Thanks so much for being a part of the event.
3: You know, I forgot to mention the music. That was an awesome addition to the experience. The sure. DJ tent. That was that was really cool.
2: Yo, and uh, Another uh, person I should mention thanks to was uh, Panadelfia uh, who came out with a collaborative uh, artistic um, uh, they 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 basically uh, do collaborative art parties where they bring out these huge tarps and let people uh, co-create art uh, all together and in in a tapestry, which is a a, a, a beautiful uh, allegorical uh, symbol of what we really need to be doing collectively as a species. So uh, Paul and Squints of Panadelphia, I want to also send thanks out to them, and I'm sure um leaving out a whole bunch of people and you know whenever you make a list you're inevitably going to leave people off uh, thanks to everyone who was involved in put making this event happen you all understand and know who you are and your role in it and without everybody's involvement it would not have been the success that it was and I'm sure it'll grow even bigger next year and more people will become involved and uh, the outreach will be even uh, even uh, more intense so um, uh, freighter did uh... Did uh, well, I think we do have another caller on the line, so let's see what this caller has to say. Here we go. Caller, you're live on what on Earth is happening with our special guest, Freighter X. What do you have for us: Thank you,
5: Mark. It's Bob from Cincinnati. Thank Bob, you for my your friend. work. How are you? And for all, I'm fine, Mark, and I, you deserve all the rest you can get. Thank you to you and your guest, Trader X, and all the other excellent people who stood in our stead, those who couldn't be there, at the Tesla uh, Science uh, Foundation Conference out there. Thank you, gentlemen, for keeping Nikola Tesla, the true wizard of science. He took science into the realm of what we would call magic. Therefore, he is a true wizard. And, and thank you uh, for your voices. We must continue to keep Tesla. Mark, you are one of the most steadfast voices for Nikola Tesla. Uh, he is our answer. He, his, his work has, has been suppressed for 70 years. It is now coming to light. Uh, he uh, uh, left Croatia, Serbo-Croatia, with the plans for a flying machine that had no wings. Um, if I may, there is a quick article in the New York Herald. Uh, I want people to Google. Tesla, new monarch of machines. New York Herald, 1911, the October 5th edition, his own words, and I quote My flying machine will have neither wings nor propellers. You might see it on the ground and you would never guess it was a flying machine, yet it will be able to move at will through the air in any direction with perfect safety, higher speeds than have yet been reached, regardless of weather, and oblivious to holes in the air or downward current. It will ascend in such currents if desired. It can remain absolutely stationary in the air, even in a wind for a great length of time. Its lifting power does not depend on any delicate device as the bird has to employ, but upon positive positive mechanical action, end quote. Nikola Tesla in 1911 had the plans for the uh, wingless uh, craft that we see uh, in the air today using mechanism that is not uh, using aerodynamics. He was a master of the ether. Ether physics has been suppressed. I want you to Google ether physics, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, that is the free energy we're desperate for. Uh, The free energy that is our birthright,
2: Nikola Tesla, is the answer. Thank you for your voices, gentlemen. Bob, before you go, give people that first search term again so they can check that article out. What was that first search term you wanted to Google?
5: Absolutely. Tesla... New Monarch, Like a Monarch Sovereign, a King, New Monarch of Machines, his article in the New York Herald, October fifteenth, 1911. Fantastic. This is a very telling article.
2: Bob, you always bring phenomenal information to the show, and I thank you uh, for, for uh, all the information you bring forward when you call in here. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Mark. Good night. You got it. You take care. Trader X, got to you know, get, I I just get comment say, on that. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say, you know, it is an honor
3: and a privilege to be counted as one keeping the spirit of Tesla alive. I mean, I it, it makes the entire trip worth it to me just to be a part of this. I'll tell you, this is about Tesla. And it's, it's just, uh, it's such an important topic.
2: Absolutely. So, let's see, what, what. We want to do next is I, um, in the next segment, I'm going to read the unanimous Declaration of Energy Independence because that was the entire crux of the event. And I read it twice I read it at the Ethical Society, I read it at Independence Mall. And uh, it's an honor to be able to share that with people there because that is where the original Declaration of Independence was read. And that's the document that enshrines the principles of natural law of the the foundation of natural law into in, into this nation sadly we've fallen very very far off of that path we need to get back to it and we need to get back to it fast but um we uh, at the Tesla Science Foundation enshrine these principles into our own declaration of in- independence and it's a declaration of energy independence so before we do that uh... freighter x any other comments or words uh inc- um... any kind of uh, con- uh... constructive criticism anything that you want to add perceptions uh... that you witnessed that you saw as part of the uh... dynamics of the uh... tesla science uh... uh event the tesla um, energy independence event this year in philadelphia and uh... maybe tell us what you might like to see in the future as incorporated as part of the event
3: Well, first of all, let me say, wow, it must have been such a privilege for you to be able to read that statement in, you know, in the vicinity of Independence Hall, you know, knowing what we know about the history there and how important this is and how it goes hand in hand, I believe, with, you know, the, I believe that this moment right here and now, I predict this moment right here and now will be viewed eventually as a turning point because these are such important times. And for the future of our country, of our nation, which was begun with that initial statement, a declaration of independence, you know, and this is the second one. This is a new one. And this statement that you're going to read in the next segment is one of the most empower, uh, empowering and powerful messages that you, as a, as, I'm talking about, that the Science Foundation, as a body, have brought. To the people that are there to hear it, then uh, I'm just I'm glad to be a part of it. Mark, uh, I, I can't say anything about this concert visit because it was an awesome
2: experience. Thanks so much, and we'll be right back on the other side of this break. Uh, the Declaration of Energy Independence will be read, and uh, we'll get X's take on that, and we'll wrap things up in the last segment. Don't go anywhere, folks. Stay with us. You're listening to What on Earth hey, is Happening. this ha- is Jack Blood, host of Deadline Live. Welcome back, folks. This is the final segment for this edition of What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Cassio. My website is whatonearthishappening.com. We are... Recapping the Tesla Science Foundation's third annual Nikola Tesla Energy Independence Celebrations here today on the show. My special guest with us who came out to Philadelphia for the Energy Independence Celebrations is Freder X. He is on his way back to Massachusetts after the conference we'll be getting back to freighter in a moment but as promised in the last segment here i'm going to read the unanimous declaration of energy independence as drafted by the tesla science foundation in conscience july tenth two thousand nine the unanimous declaration of energy independence when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for the people of earth to dissolve the relationships habits and thought patterns that have bound us to an unsustainable energy paradigm, our conscience compels us to state our grievances with these outmoded systems and to unanimously declare our intentions for the future of free energy. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that in our modern age all means of energy production are not equal Some being polluting, limited, non-renewable, and controlled by corporate-driven profit motives. While others are clean, abundant, sustainable, and able to be made freely available for the betterment of all people. That human innovation and creativity has excelled beyond our current methodologies of energy production. And that the current energy paradigm is ecologically unsound economically unfeasible, socially divisive, and morally bankrupt, that dependency on our current energy production methods has led to the increasing environmental degradation of our living planet and to a growing systemic mentality of scarcity, lack, fear, aggression, and imperialism, that free energy technology has been developed and suppressed for over a century, and we need not be dependent on non-renewable energy for a moment longer that the time is now for us to develop a means of energy production and distribution that utilizes the inherent abundance of nature itself that as stated by the great scientist and inventor Nikola Tesla science is but a perversion of itself unless it has as its ultimate goal the betterment of humanity that whenever any energy model "...has been perpetuated toward a system of control, limitation, and the stagnation of humanity's collective evolutionary progress, it is the right and duty of the peoples of all nations to abandon the outmoded technologies upon which such systems are built, and transition toward those which are clean, renewable, sustainable, and free." we therefore the free people of earth in good conscience assembled appealing to the supreme order of nature for the manifestation of our intentions do solemnly declare that in our lifetimes through our continued dedication ingenuity and inspiration we will bring to fruition a new and free energy paradigm one in which Empowering advancements in technologies are made widely and freely available to all peoples in the service of human potential. And for the support of this Declaration of Energy Independence, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Words inspired by the original Declaration of Independence. Drafted and signed right here in Philadelphia. So, Fredericks, your take on the unanimous declaration of energy independence as drafted by the Tesla Science Foundation.
3: I'll tell you, Mark, uh, this statement here, I rank this high among the statements that humanity has made generally to itself. I mean, this is such a powerful statement. I, I, it is an honor and a privilege to be associated with you folks who have come up with this, because I, I actually rate this association highest among mine at, at present. It is, This is so important. I cannot stress it, and I hope that your listeners and those who might hear this show later in the archives could really receive this, because this is so important. People need to go to your website or the website that your organization has. I know it's not your
2: organization, sure, sure. But you're
3: a part of it, but the teslasciencefoundation.org. I mean, it is, it's got everything there. And, and then, you know, I went to the website before I came out here, and I, it was such a satisfying experience to come and meet the folks that are involved because it takes it to the next level, like you said, the opportunity looking forward to coming face-to-face with other people who share your convictions. Who share your passion, who sure. share your desire to move forward as a species. and it's, it's the most fulfilling experience there can be. And I I, well, I think it's such a clever way for you to impress upon folks with this statement because it, it is so powerful. it's so empowering.
2: And this uh, conference is not an end. It's a beginning. This is just the beginning of relationships, relationships, new relationships between people are being forged as a result of this conference and we will work together and collaborate during the course of the coming year on projects and uh, that's how these conferences work that's what a conference means it, the, the word conference comes from the two latin words con meaning together and ferro ferre meaning to bring that's what the the essence of a con- conference is all about bringing people together for a common focus a common goal and that's what uh why getting involved and getting out there, putting yourself out there and, 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 uh, uh, joining up with others. There is there, it is all about the individual and being non-divided, non-dual, that individual indivisive, Okay. But there is power in numbers as well. When all of those individuated units come together, they form a strength that, is impossible those bonds are impossible to break when they come together over something that is truly just and moral and they know the reasons that they're doing it they know the why behind behind uh, the effort. That's uh, something that a lot of the members of the Tesla Science Foundation share. They have a very clear idea. Their eye is on the prize. They know why they need to be involved in this organization. And we need more help. You know, There is still work that needs to be done. There's still many more roles that people can step in and fill in this great organization. So don't think that everybody else has it in hand and there's somebody out there that's got the job done. Get involved get involved. I can't stress that enough. So I thanks for making that point. We ha, do have one more caller on the line. Let's see what they have. Here we go. Caller, you're live on what on earth is happening. What do you have for us?
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I, I just wondered uh, if, you, uh, if you think that uh, Dr. Phil's right on any of the things, any of the points on his show that he makes.
2: Um, I have not actually really looked into him that much. I've, I've maybe caught the show a couple of times when I'm in people's houses that that uh, have and watch television. Um, I would have to actually, you know, it's not really related to the topic we're talking about today, but I can't speak to it as such. Um, he seems to be, you know, uh accurate on some of the things that he talks about as related to human motivations, but I don't want to say any more than that because I don't really know about his work that much and haven't followed it, mainly because I don't really watch television. So I want to thank you for that, but uh, I can't really speak to that topic in general. So sorry. Um, Frederic, so it looks like you dropped off there for a moment. Are you back with us? Yeah, yeah, we okay. went under an overpass in the city and got lost there. No problem. Well, I'll tell you what, there's a minute and a half left in the show. You take us out, and uh, uh, whatever you have to, to say, the floor is yours, and don't forget to give your website at the end so people can check you out on your show on American Freedom Radio.
3: Okay, Mark, well, I really want to thank you for the opportunity to come on your show, and I'd like to you know repay you the favor by having you come on in August. And we're going to start talking about the protocols of the wise men of Zion. We're going to look at that work and we're going to break it down with my experiences involved in the fraternal orders and then the speculations of those that are outside the orders, like yourself, my co host Jack. And I would love to have you come on and, and help us to break that down.
2: Absolutely, I'm there.
3: Okay, great. And once again, Mark, I want to thank you so much. All your listeners out there, you have an awesome audience that calls in with great questions. Uh, if they want to check out my show on American Freedom Radio, it's, uh, the website the is www.radiofreehumanity.com.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, our special and guest have a great evening. for this evening, Freighter X. Freighter, thanks so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Mark. Have a great evening. Thanks again for everything. You too. Take care and be safe driving back. That's all we have time for tonight, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Up next, uh, Up next is... Michael Vale, stick around. We all-